Good morning, beloved. Welcome to Sunday Church. For those joining us online, you can find us on Facebook. Our handle is at Beloved Sons of God. Write to us. Uh, if you live in Bombay, again, write to us. We'll tell you where we gather. You can be part of other sons. And um, there's a link below this video. If you click on it, it's going to open up to all the scripture verses I'm taking today. Um, so, yes. And uh, online, you know, international audience, um, if you want to connect with us, if our messages have blessed you. Again, write to us. We have a read-only WhatsApp group. So we can add you then. You can uh, even join us live on Zoom. Okay. So uh, today, how many excited for today's message? <laughs> dating and marriage. So I put dating and marriage. And then, uh, you know, I, I deleted that uh, link. And then I made another link. I said dating and marriage, the father's way. Because you have a lot of wisdom that comes from the world about marriage, about dating. But if it's not the father's wisdom that comes from the kingdom, that it's only, <clears throat> only going to lead to death. Okay, so we're going to see. So I'm still yet single, not married. But I can give, see wisdom in the word that the father is showing me. And I'm, I'm going to bring that to you. Uh, in the 20 years that I've walked with Jesus, I've also been uh, an observer. And I've observed some of relationships, I've observed marriages, and uh, I'm also going to share a lot of light, what I saw. And one thing I've known is that the word is true, and if you just walk by truth, then it's going to produce life. And in all things, I'm seeing that if our lives, we are born of the word, and simply, you know, I shared last two weeks, we were having the sermon on who's your daddy. And it goes by that. And if you only listen to your daddy, even in dating, in marriage, in all things, what he says, how he sees things, it'll always lead to life. And you need to blindly just do that because we're sons of our father. Okay. So is God for marriage? Is God for marriage? It's all about a wedding. In fact, the church is called the bride. And one day, Jesus is called the bridegroom and there's going to be a marriage, the marriage of the lamb. And what is the Holy Spirit doing? It says that God is getting his bride ready for the groom. And let's read that word in Revelation where it says that all the, the church was ready. You and I are called the church, the bride, uh, the, the bride of the bridegroom Christ. Okay. And it says that she was dressed in fine linen, the righteous garments. That means you're waking up to who you are in Christ. And I've realized that everything has to do with identity and what the father says about you, even a glorious marriage. So does God love wedding? Yes, it's all about the wedding. Okay, and we're going to read that today. But I'm seeing that, um, you know, even as we just listen to our father, he doesn't want you to just have a marriage. He wants what God orchestrated wasn't marriage, it was oneness. And so in the world you have marriage, but then in the kingdom there is oneness. And I believe that there is glorious marriage. But you rest in what the father says about you. And I believe there are a lot of uh, sons here who are going to see that and going to taste that for themselves. Okay. So it's not just about a marriage and you see your friends getting married and you're worried. When are you going to get married? And if you have that desire in you and some may not have that desire, that's fine because we're in Christ. It's okay to be single. It's okay to even desire to be married. Uh, married. But um, I want everyone to have it the father's way. And to not just have marriage, but have oneness. How many want oneness? And oneness is different. And we're going to see that what that looks like in the Bible. 
Okay, so um, I asked you guys, uh, you sons, to write to me some of the questions that you had. Uh, I might take this Sunday. I might take the next Sunday also. I've called it dating and marriage. So maybe I'll cover dating in this uh, Sunday and maybe marriage the next or both. I don't know how it'll go. We'll we'll see how it goes. Okay. So some of y'all wrote to me. Some of the questions I might take and answer it through the sermon. Some may be answered next week. Some maybe the Holy Spirit will reveal all together to you. Okay. So let's begin Genesis 2. Beloved is awake yes. and alive. Yes. Okay, Genesis chapter 2. Okay, then the Lord, so now this is right in the beginning when God made everything. Okay, God made the sun, the moon, the stars. God separated the light from the darkness. God made the heavens, the earth, and then God made man. So let's read Genesis chapter 2. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. He made man, he took Adam, and he put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you may not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, surely you're going to die. You're not going to eat out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You're not going to eat out of the tree of karma. Because in the day that you eat out of it, you're going to die. Okay, and the Lord God said, now see this, verse 18, the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. Whose decision was it? The father's decision. Okay, now see this, I will make him a helper comparable to him. I will make him a helper, a helper for man comparable to him, equal with him. Today, in the new covenant, you know who the helper is? The Holy Spirit. And so you'll know what the helper does. What does the Holy Spirit do? Holy Spirit always reminds you of the truth. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. Always guiding you into truth. And I told you, first comes truth, then comes life. Okay? Holy Spirit is always reminding you, edifying you, building you up, reminding you of your righteousness in Him. And so as, as a helper, you can understand what you're doing for your other spouse also. Okay. Now I'm going to mix dating and marriage and it'll all be intermingled. So everyone is going to hear by the spirit. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so look at this. Out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him, comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought her, he brought her to the man. That's why she's called woman. Why you call woman? Because you came out of man. In fact, I read somewhere that in the human body that the male has one rib less than the female or something like that. Okay, I read it in one of the uh, things or documentaries or something like that. Okay, now see this, verse 23. And Adam said, now see this, before the fall, now this is before Adam sinned. God, who brought Eve to Adam? The father brought Eve to Adam. And then what is the first thing that Adam says? Did God tell Adam, I took, took her out of you? 
there is no your reference point of that but see when adam looks at her looks at eve he says this is now bone of my bone flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man she shall be called who calls her adam she shall be called part of me because she's come out of me is there up and down is there upar niche hum i am here you are here what is before the fall bone of my bone flesh of my flesh it's oneness he sees her as part of him okay now see this therefore a man shall leave his father and mother therefore a man shall leave his father and mother leave the father and mother especially in india we have to tell this to the boys you will leave the mother father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh is the family becoming one flesh all in laws let's become one flesh huh huh mother in law father in law we all become one flesh ek ghar mein rahenge sab joint family is joint family god's idea no it's not his okay it clearly says here the minute god brought the the woman or the guy to you it says that the two will become one flesh that the guy leaves the father and the mother and now it is your two joint yeah two become one okay there's so much of wisdom in this because i've seen uh, even as a um, uh, uh, you know as a person leading beloved who's not married i've i've counseled couples and i've seen sometimes they get into marriage and they they start living with the in-laws and first thing i say are you a son then just go by what the wisdom the father has given live independently no but we can't afford it i said first are you ready is this truth okay with you are you okay with it are you going to do it unto the lord i said if you believe first the truth then he will make a way a way will come about it will be given and i've seen many times suddenly the guy gets a promotion or the girl got a job and a way was made if they first took the truth first and then the way was made first comes truth then comes life and i've seen that by just sometimes the the wife and the husband and they live with the family and a lot of the problems just come from outside from the family and it has nothing to do with the husband and the wife let's abide and do it god's way and have his wisdom in marriage okay now see this it says therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh if husbands you leave your wives you got married and go it doesn't mean you don't love your mother anymore it doesn't mean you don't love your father anymore in fact relationships will be better it just means you're saying that you know what now she is my one and now this comes first in everything else second okay now see this verse 25 and they were both naked the man and his wife and were not ashamed they were both naked and were not ashamed this word uh, you know when they saw each other i've covered this in one of the sermons i think i've covered this in uh, i am resurrection okay read that sermon on uh, have that word before the fall when adam saw his wife that word uh, you know they were not ashamed is different it's almost like that word means that he saw her as whole 
there was wholeness and after the fall the minute adam sin partook from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and it says his eyes were open and he saw her naked that word naked changes to something that was barren something ashamed okay is because his one eye closed and another eye opened to the tree of knowledge of good and evil okay and now we are closing that one eye to the tree of knowledge of good and evil even as you've come into the kingdom and you're opening up your eyes to the tree of life okay to him to knowing him that's why it says remember when the disciples are walking on the road of emmaus and it says after they partook of the bread it says our eyes their eyes were open and they knew him who do they know now they know christ okay now see this so let's read genesis 2 okay now this is after the fall i've skipped a uh, few verses so so what happens you know what right, right what happens the father wanted made a decision for adam and eve don't eat out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil because the day you eat out of it you're going to die was did adam and eve have free will i had this discussion on wednesday they is there free will in heaven there's free will in heaven there's only god's will in heaven there's only god's will there's either his will and then there's maybe your separated will okay in heaven there's no so when god clearly told adam don't eat out of this tree did he give him like oh did he not say anything you can just choose whatever you want no i believe that it was a command that was given to adam i gave this explanation in um, at bible study you know when you take a phone okay and if you set an alarm will that alarm ring in the morning automatically why if you set an alarm and you say at 6 o'clock is it going to do it it'll it'll do what it's supposed to do why is because it's a command in there that you put it that naturally it will do it if you set an antivirus here if anything tries to come in will it if you put an antivirus in your laptop will it work and not allow it why because you have put that command in it so if you understand how you put a command that means it's already it was in the nature not to so when god made adam and eve he clearly told them i have made a decision for you don't eat out of this tree you can eat out of any tree but just don't eat out of this tree because in the day you eat out of it it's going to die i believe by default they would have naturally gone and eaten out of every tree except this tree the devil comes and lies to adam and eve making it look like they have a choice to pick when actually a choice was already made for them and so he gives the idea that hey you guys have free will you can choose and no god is lying if you eat out of this you will not die i told you trying to be a better advisor trying to be a father to adam or to eve okay when adam and eve should have simply just listened to their father's voice that's why i always say as sons we don't go by what we are seeing and logic and reasoning we simply listen to the word because the father says so father says live independently just blindly do it sons don't use your own human understanding and reasoning because i have seen people couples who did not take that wisdom when they got married when i told them 5 years later 6 years later i'm having a conversation with them and it began with that where now they're irritated the mother in law saying the sister in law i'm like why did you just not begin in god's wisdom blindly just do it and it'll lead to life okay so what happened here eve partakes of the tree of knowledge of good and evil tells adam no i think this is good and it says that it was good for sight but was it good to eat when god made everything else he said it was good for sight it was also good for eating 
when god gives you something it's good to look at it's also good to you'll enjoy everything that god does is good taste and see that the lord is good so it's not just outside it's good outside it's good on the inside also okay and so what happens she partakes of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and death comes in and now what happens it says one eye got closed and another one was open they looked at each other they saw barrenness what's missing and that's why when you say you watch tom cruise movies and say you complete me no that won't be possible because you're already barren there's barrenness in both of you and all you're going to see is what you lack that's why only in christ you find your completeness and what you do is when you're looking at the other person you're uncovering their you're not covering and showing off their barrenness you're actually now clothing them with garments of righteousness reminding them who they are that's what building up and edifying each other is that you see it but you cover it and remind them who they are you're not seeing them in the flesh anymore like adam and eve started seeing each other okay now see this so what is the curse that happened so the first thing that happened the curse that came that everything all creation died now see this it says to the woman the to the woman god said i will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain you shall bring forth children your desire shall be for your husband your desire now always you're going to long for the guy you're just going to keep longing for the guy and he shall rule over you it was a curse that fell on fell on eve that you will constantly want your husband's heart and then he will rule over you now see this but you are redeemed jesus took everything on the cross so that now you will have the opposite okay now see this and then to adam he said because you have heeded the voice of your wife you listen to your wife's voice listen to your wife's voice because she said okay she listened to the devil she came and said you know the uh, you know the serpent said let's eat out of this tree who are you supposed to listen to father's voice okay lehid it to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which i commanded you saying you shall not eat of it cursed is the ground for your sake in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the herb of its field in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you turn to the ground for out of you, out of it you were taken for dust you are and to dust you shall return what is the curse that fell on adam now you're going to sweat it out you're going to earn everything is going to be very hard you will work a lot and get little money when you come in the kingdom you work little you will get more god doesn't want you to work hard he will give you work smart okay it comes from the curse so everything that came as a curse now should be opposite so you will not be longing for your husband's heart you know why because now you're one with him everything i've seen is got to be you being a life giving spirit even in relationships if you don't forget your position as a son then everything is going to be in order i've seen marriages that began good but somewhere down the line the person one of the either the boy or the girl the husband or the wife they lost their identity of what the father is saying maybe they started getting it from the husband or the wife or the ex, uh, you know the external surroundings and then everything just went haywire and then i can see it sometimes how it started off is just with distractions they got they were waiting for the spouse the guy came the girl came and now there's no word they just got busy and busyness came and then the children come 
and then everything is going and then 5 6 years later priya something is wrong god gave me this but why are things out of balance i said yeah god gave it as a gift keep it as a gift it was never supposed to give you an identity where you may marriage everything what was adam and eve what were they what did god give them to do to tend the garden they were given a little mission there was a vision there to tend the garden to keep it and so adam was supposed to have dominion over everything and then eve was a helper to tend this little garden so it was marriage with a little vision and a purpose given and so even as sons there's always a vision about something that god will give you and i'm going to look at some lives and read some uh, you know um, look at some lives and testimonies in the old and we're going to look at ruth's life we're going to look at esther's life we're going to look at abraham isaac's life and then we see that god gave every marriage there was like a vision for it and so if you are about what god is trying to do then everything remains in order okay and then we're going to see now this is still in the old and then as a son how does everything change for you okay here the sermon even on the lion king very good sermon for relationships and i've also taken a sermon on relationships and marriage i think it's already there on youtube hear those two along with this okay so now we're going to go in um, so is god about a wedding yes look at revelation 19 let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife when has the marriage come when has the marriage come when the wife has made herself ready when the wife has made herself ready when are you ready for marriage <laughs> when is god planning your marriage when you're ready <laughs> when you are ready what is your job just move ahead in your sonship okay i i see in all of this see what i'm going to bring forth is a bit different okay today and so i might do it this week or next week everything i taught to you these these two past sermons who's your daddy your whole life is fathered correct your whole life is fathered allow him to be father and then he is the one who adds it to you all things are added through righteousness the bible says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness that means what your sonship all things are added to you are they added to you by you pursuing You don't have to run after it. Even a glorious marriage is an inheritance for the son, and I believe that it will be added to you even as you're just moving forward in your righteousness. Means your sonship of who you are, and then you'll see your whole life is fathered. Okay, now see this. So it says, "For the marriage of the lamb has come, as his wife has made herself ready, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints." It simply means when is Jesus coming back? When you're ready. Everyone is waking up that they are sons. Creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons. You're going ahead. Boom! Marriage. He comes. In other words, how is God getting you ready? Just move move ahead in who you are. Okay? And that's how you're getting ready. Now look at this. So every marriage God intends it, but in the kingdom he gives you a vision. There'll be a purpose. And it doesn't mean the purpose has to mean starting a church. Sometimes it's something so small for Adam and Eve it was tend the garden for Esther it was just go speak up when the time comes we're going to look at Esther's life Esther was just supposed to be bold enough then when Haman comes and he wants to kill all the Jews Esther had to just go bold enough not care 
but just go confidently in front of the king and say look they are my people don't kill them she just had to be bold her role was so simple what she had to do okay ruth what did ruth have to do we'll look at her life she had to go and lie down at his feet and quietly listen to what naomi is telling her don't be scared like no one has ever done this no girl has ever gone and approached the guy but she is just being led in all things okay and even as she was just being led and obedient to what the father was saying the inheritance was there okay that's why as lion king in relationships i always tell you you don't forget who you are and we as sons jesus he calls himself i am the way the truth and the life what jesus is who he is is the truth what he speaks and what he does are they like this they're all one that's why you're born of truth so everything about us even in marriage even in relationships and dating and we'll talk about that is all about you being true to who you are you do not let the other person tell you who you are our reference point is the word of what the father says and even as you are true to who you are everything submits to you we look at esther's life where imagine she had to be bold to go before the king if you go unannounced if the king doesn't call you and you go unannounced you are beheaded or you know executed or whatever that the law was but she stood on god's word about her kingdom and goes before and tells everybody tells a whole nation fast and guess what happened even as she was true to who she is she found submission and favor in his sight everything bowed out to you and so sometimes you feel in your families no i don't want to talk about jesus i don't want to push him you if someone is in darkness they need to be pushed into the light okay true love speaks and you have to be bold as a lion and you there are ways of in how you do it but you have to stand up for what is true and speak that truth and in that you'll see that you actually find it leads to life there might be a little ruffling that happens but it eventually always lead to life okay so now let's see so i'm going to talk about dating okay so is there a one is there one person or do you choose okay so let's look at what the word says i believe that god has appointed somebody for you but i also believe that the son chooses and in because before the foundations of the world god chose you and there is predestination what is predestination that before the foundations of the world he already knew you he already knew those who would receive him and so he knew you just the same way i believe you choose and before everything god already knows who it is okay and so now let us see in john 15 what does it say verse 16 this is jesus you did not choose me but i chose you now in sonship everything is different because it's christ in you the bible says the minute you became born again you don't have two hearts you have one heart is it his heart and your heart it's one heart okay he leads you inside out he'll give you desires and that's how you'll have it and i always tell everybody you lead your life knowing that you're one with him that's all him in you if it's not him in you he will show it to you but you don't change that oh this is flesh this is spirit no it's all him in me these desires yeah okay fine it's father it's you in me yeah i'm going to go and see something and then if it's not he's just going to he'll show it to you okay now see this you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give you 
Let's look at Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now see this, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. If you have been chosen by him, predestined before the foundations of the world, if your whole life is a finished work, then everything in your life, along with everyone in it, is a finished work. Okay? And, uh, okay, let's proceed and then I'll share. According to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Okay, let's look at John 6. I like everyone to say this. Say this with me. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him. No one can come to you unless the Father who sent you draw that other person to you. Okay, next, John 6. All that the Father has given me will come to me. All that the Father has given you, all whom the Father has given you, will come to you. <laughs> okay? For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Now see this. This is the will of the Father who sent me. Say this. This is the will of the Father who sent me. That of all he has given me, I should lose nothing. So for you sons, no one can come to you unless the Father first draw that person to you. Rest, relax. And then all that the Father has given you will come to you and you cannot lose anything. I want your rest even in this. I see, you know, when Beloved started, we were a sort of like a elderly church. We had more of the different demographic in our church. And then suddenly, you know, Beloved started growing and we became started becoming now a mix. And there are a lot of young people and there are so many single people who come. And I know that, you know, someone likes someone, someone likes someone. And uh, they want to know how you... Because a lot of your examples come from the world, come from social media, come from the Hollywood movies you watch. And not necessarily that they are God's ways of doing things. And so I want to give us... Because the world has defined bad as good and suddenly what is good and God's way has become bad and no it's weird okay and it's not and so let's redefine that okay so what's your rest all that the father has given you will come to you and you will lose nothing and no one can come to you unless the father draw that person to you okay okay so now let's read Genesis chapter 24 I'm going to take Three examples, they're all about marriages and meeting the one. So Genesis chapter 4, the book of Ruth and the book of Esther. Okay, Genesis chapter 4. Now this is Abraham. Abraham, God called him righteous. Why did God call him righteous? Because he just believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Okay, now Abraham has, his wife is Sarah. And at a very old age, by faith, it says that even Sarah, God had given her a promise that, you know what, you're going to have a child. And his name is going to be Isaac. And this happened at a very old age. And then at the end, she got so tired of waiting for God's promise, she thought like she should help God. So you know what happened, right? She tells Hagar to go sleep with his, her husband. 
Abraham and through that Ishmael comes and through that another religion started in the whole world. Okay. And so, uh, and then at the end, she came to the end of herself where she, where she said in Hebrews, it says that she conceived because she judged him faithful, that God has spoken this and so God will do this. And then it said at a certain age, when I think Abraham was a hundred years or however years old in age, it said that um, they got a child and they called him Isaac. And now Isaac is their only child. They have many others. Then he got married after Sarah also to others. But through Abraham and Isaac came this promised child. Uh, through Abraham and uh, Sarah came this promised child Isaac and now Abraham is old and now he is like you know what I want a wife for my son who thought about it the father thought about it Abraham is Isaac's father the father thought and so he calls his his servant and says you know what they are living in another land they're living in uh, Canaan so he's like I want you to go back home to my brethren's house go to to my country and go and pick a wife for my son. So he tells his mates, uh, he tells his servant. Now, what is Isaac in all of this? Isaac doesn't even know. Isaac, if you read ahead, he's in the fields. It says he's meditating on the word. He's just spending time hanging out with God. So what happens? Abraham sends his servant. And so now the servant is like, but what if it doesn't happen? What if I go and that doesn't happen? He's saying, don't worry. The angel of the Lord will go ahead of you and he will guide you and you'll get a you'll get a wife for my son. And then he says that if she doesn't come, then let her go. Doesn't matter. You're free from this little obligation that I've given you, but go. So now I see this, um, the servant goes, he goes to this, uh, to this other, his back home and he goes there and he's in the, he goes where all the women come. So he goes by the well where all these women, the women come to draw water. And so now what he does is he says, you know what, God of my father, okay, God of Abraham and God, I'm going to put something ahead. I'm going to ask the girl, whichever girl, now I don't know what you're going to do, but whichever woman comes to this water, and if I say that, give me a drink, and if she says, I'll give you a drink, and I'll give a drink for the camels also, she's going to be the one, I'm going to consider it the one that you have appointed for for Isaac okay and so the servant goes he goes by the water and he's waiting and there now all these women are coming and it says the first person to come is Rebecca and it says that she was very beautiful sometimes people tell me if God gives me something he'll be ugly he'll be you know not some someone that I want or she will be ugly and uh, you know beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder I'll give you an instance. I was in uh, UK once and I really liked this one guy. And so when I told my friend, I said, you know, I, I, uh, you know, he's really cute and I wish God gives me, you know, the desires of my heart. And she started laughing when she saw him. She's like, Priya, God will really give you the desires of your heart. Don't worry because no one else will want him anyways. Okay. And she looked at me. She's like, how, how is this good looking? You know, and I'm, uh, what I'm trying to say is he or she will be beautiful to you. Okay, and he will give you grace and favor for each other. Okay, so um, so this mates, uh, the servant is by the well and then Rebecca comes and then so the servant says, give me water. And she's like, yeah, yeah, have water. And then she says, let me give water to your camels also. And then he is rejoicing. He's like, thank you, father, that you've been faithful to Abraham. What does righteousness look like? Righteousness is you resting in his faithfulness to you. Abraham is righteous and I want to read what the servant says. 
God led me right to my master's brethren's house. Okay. And long story, God brings Rebecca. Rebe- Rebecca, he tells everything what he prayed for her. Uh, you know how the Lord had led, uh, led him to Rebecca. And um, it says that when finally Rebecca comes to, now she's getting on the camels and she's going for Isaac. It says that Isaac was in the field. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening and lifted his eyes and looked and there the camels were coming. And then he just looks and what is Isaac doing? He doesn't even know the father has gone to fetch a wife for him. What is he doing? He's in the fields chilling with the Lord, enjoying his relationship with him, meditating on the word. And it says he just looked and he saw the camels coming. And Rebecca gets down and then it says that when he saw her, he loved the father's choice. It was a good choice. He loved it. Okay. And it says that later on he uh, comforted her because, um, uh, you know, his uh, mother, Sarah, went on. Okay. Now, what do you see in this? What do I see in this? I just see simply in all things we are led as sons. Okay. You see a relationship. Abraham says tells the maidservant to go out. You see a relationship even with the servant, the servant and the, just the way he's engaging in his relationship with with God. And then God leading somebody to get for Isaac. Okay. Now let's look at, um, let's look at uh, whose life? Ruth's life. How many know the story of Ruth? Some don't know the story of Ruth. Okay. So Ruth is, so Ruth, if you read this chapter, it's a story about the daughter-in-law and the mother-in-law. Okay. The mother-in-law Naomi is married to this one guy. The guy dies and they had two, uh, she had two sons and Ruth was married to one of her sons, but both her sons also die. And so now she's got these two daughter-in-laws. One daughter-in-law decides to go. Ruth only says, you know what? Now the sons are dead. I can't, I don't have any other sons that, you know, you can marry. Please go back to your house where you came from. One daughter-in-law goes, one doesn't. And that is Ruth. And Ruth decides to be with Naomi. And then Ruth tells Naomi, you know what? I am going to go. I want your God to be my God. And I want your nation, wherever you are going, it's going to be my home. And she chooses to cling to her. I believe like she's just representative of the Holy Spirit and just going by the leading of what the father says. Okay. And so she goes back, she comes to Bethlehem. Ruth, uh, Naomi, the mother-in-law comes to Bethlehem with Ruth. And then Naomi comes back and then it says here suddenly that um, it says that she sends Ruth out to glean in the fields. Okay. To go and take like, you know, the leftovers of the uh, whatever is the barley, whatever has fallen down. Uh, the women is to glean. So it says that Ruth goes to glean and she comes on a place by chance. She comes to the place of Boaz. And guess who Boaz is? Boaz is Naomi's husband's some relative or brother or something like that. 
can you see what happened in abraham by chance they landed up the servant landed up coming to abraham's brother's household by chance ruth lands up coming to boaz's field gleaning okay and then i love this later on it says here it says um i like what ruth had said okay before she says just to know know me and treat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you for wherever you go i will go and wherever you lodge i will lodge your people shall be my people and your god my god before anything happened for her this was her stance i'm just going to go with you okay now see this it says here it happened that she came on the field okay of the same field and it says here that boaz noticed her boaz noticed her everyone says you know in this it is ruth that makes the move like she goes and sleeps at his feet saying that you know please marry me but it first says that boaz noticed her in the field okay and now it says he tells her you know what don't go anywhere else just stay in this field only and you know you'll get more food and i love what it says in verse 10 it says she said so she fell on her face bowed down to the ground and said to him why have i found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since i am a foreigner verse few verses down in verse 12 it says the lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the lord god of israel under whose wings you have come for refuge what is he saying here she came it looks like she came to him where did she first go to the lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the lord god of israel under whose wings you have come for refuge naomi knows this place that she's living in she knows the gods everything ruth had no idea she just blindly went i'm going to go with her her god is my god she was coming back to the father she's saying jesus that's what she's saying this is symbolic of that okay and under whose wings coming under coming home coming back to the kingdom you're coming back to your father now you've come there you've come back to your father now who's orchestrating everything for you it says first that it it says here you've come under his wings and then later on boaz says i'm going to take you under my wings she got married okay and then uh, i love this now you're going to see something in this okay so she goes here she goes suddenly boaz has taken notice of her but he's not doing anything now she goes and tells this to her mother in law and so mother in law you know how she guesses that maybe this guy likes her she just sees the barley harvest in her hand so many so many crops in her hand she, and so the mother in law thinking who took notice of you so much is like too much you know so much is given and so now maybe maybe look at boaz's personality that maybe he maybe he's shy maybe he's reserved And so now what the mother-in-law says is you know what you yeah, keep gleaning in that field only because he told you glean don't go anywhere else yes yes listen to him now you will go and lie at his feet now there's something very pure in this okay lie at his feet because in that culture it meant redeem me take me as your wife so she goes in the night and just simply listens to what naomi has said naomi represents the voice of the lord just simply doing what the father says everything looked like my husband died let me go god is not there i'm just going into the world but naomi uh, but ruth decided no ruth your god uh, naomi your god is going to be my god he is going to be my father and just resting still in him that i don't care how bad my life is it's i'm not going to go by what i see 
my father through christ is a redeemer how many of you have had bad experiences and you let the bad experiences taint your image of your father don't allow that the devil waits for that apart from that choose to say no i'm still going to be with naomi i'm still going to be with my father because only with him comes greater things there's redemption and so ruth did that ruth went with naomi choosing that she comes under the wings of israel the god of israel and guess what you think when you come back to the father he's not all about you he sees that she needs a husband and so what does she do so naomi tells her go and lay at his feet and then he is going to do for you what no one else has done i'm going to get i'm going to give you rest in this i'm going to get you security so uh, so ruth just simply listens to naomi she goes and sleeps in the night at his feet boaz gets up and realizes oh this gesture you want me to marry you he's saying wow what have you done he's saying first you did something small just came in my field but now you want me to marry you how amazing is that his heart was already ready already for him for her okay and uh, if you read on to the story it says that um, at the end they go and marry uh, okay he takes her he redeems her he buys all the fields and then it says that uh, through um, through ruth and boaz comes obed and through obed obed he is the father of jesse the father of david you know through the uh, lineage of david came christ mary and then you know christ okay just lineage lineage wise but a vision here about something okay and imagine if naomi told ruth go lay down and ruth is like no mom no naomi i cannot do that because the guy should come first <laughs> should say something first in all things i see just be led just be led everything was under the umbrella of being fathered he already had favor there was already favor in his heart for her but what if she never went and slept at his feet and then praying god i'm waiting so i believe sometimes god speaks god does but there's also your doing part and simply just being led in all things and just the way ruth submitted to naomi what the father is saying simply went just did quietly she was in the inheritance found herself in the inheritance okay are you seeing this so so someone messaged me and said you know ruth pursued boys it's okay as a son in all things we are led okay you choose and then in in all things don't let but anything tell you who you are and so don't put yourself in a box sometimes the guy might like you but maybe he is too shy to say something and so if you're just being a son and a life giving spirit first okay we we'll talk about that i'll make that chart okay you're going to draw out li- uh, you know it's it's okay to say hi hello and just start a conversation that's what i mean okay um <clears throat> Okay, big thing for dating. So I'm just going to read one more, and then we're going to go on that. Okay, um, let's look at um, Esther. Esther's life. Okay, now for those again new sons who don't know Esther, there is King Ahasuerus and his wife is Vashti. They're already husband and wife, and then suddenly one day there's an event, and the king calls for Vashti to come, and Vashti refuses. Maybe they're all dining, and there's some celebration going on, and Vashti thinks like, no, I don't want to go. in front of some drunk men or whatever she was thinking okay and she refuses to come and so now imagine if the king calls and the queen doesn't come it's like an insult okay and so all the ministers and everything say no that now washti can't be because all the women in the land will start doing this they'll start not listening to their husbands if you allow this and so washti is no more the queen 
and now the king gives a decree that you know what call all the virgins of the land and i'm going to take a new queen for myself so all the virgins come and now there's this girl called hadasa called esther okay and she has no parents she doesn't have a father she doesn't have a mother when she was small her uncle mordecai had taken her as and he was pretty much a father and a mother to her okay and it says that so when this decree came mordecai also sent her in but mordecai tells her don't tell the king that you are jewish keep your origin back don't let let the king know okay because at that time there was a big thing against the jews and people didn't like the jews and you know there were different things going on okay so now it says that esther went through and that time there were all preparations going on for 6 months to be presented to the king now imagine how many virgins must have come from the land king ki shaadi hai ammani ka beta okay let's not use that example here <laughs> okay <laughs> but i'm just saying okay most eligible bachelor how many women came okay and then it says that she was also there now everything about a son's life is about purpose know the rest that you are fathered and the father simply doesn't want you to ever forget and let the world tell you who you are if you always remain in the identity of a son you keep moving forward forward in your sonship all things in your life will be in order things go out of balance is because somewhere you forgot and let the thing tell you who you are and i see in so many of your lives when you're just coming back to that place of no i'm a son taking on that stance that you're a son walking ahead in truth not caring even what the world says or what people say suddenly the very things are coming into order we have testimonies of husbands loving their wives more even as they started standing and believing who they are how does those things happen because everything is about you is about being a son and the more you're waking up to truth first comes truth then comes life okay so what happened mordecai calls she goes into this harem uh hagai is the eunuch there the chief eunuch and it says that she found favor with hagai she found favor with everybody who is looking at her who can put favor in someone's heart only the father can one person okay you do something or everyone who looked at her she found favor with and then it says that she when it came for so all these women had to be presented to the king and when her time came now all the women could take all jewelry whatever they wanted but when esther's time came she asked hagai what do you want me to do tell me what the king likes tell me what i should do she was submissive to what the father says about her just i'm just going to blindly do what you're saying and it says that when she went in front of the king it says let me read that it says in chapter 1 verse 17 The king loved Esther more than all the other women and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins so he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti It says that God gave her grace and favor in his sight There were maybe thousands of women you think they're not attractive one is better than the other looking good dressing good better body more beautiful face longer hair short hair but what kept the king's eyes on her it is the father put grace grace it says grace grace has got nothing to do with you grace has got everything to do with his goodness towards you his faithfulness towards you and it says that god put grace and favor in his eyes for her and he made her queen so now god brings about this marriage 
but think about what this marriage is for it's for a purpose because what happened one day suddenly now she's in the king's palace but she's not told the king i'm a jew and now there's this one bad guy called haman and haman wants to kill and remove the entire jewish race only and so suddenly he makes a decree you know what kill all the jews and so mordecai goes to esther and says look your time has come now okay you need to go in front of the king and reveal your identity that you're jewish and she's like no i can't go uninvited to the king he's like if you don't do right now you will perish including your father's house and deliverance for jews god will raise somebody else so don't think you will get away with this so she can also say that oh god orchestrated this marriage but how come it fell apart because somewhere down you forgot who you are if she didn't open her mouth if esther didn't open her mouth maybe she and her whole family would have been dead oh god orchestrated this marriage but now it's it's dead how come god did this god didn't do anything you forgot who you are in the process but esther didn't and so in that time and mordecai says when the time comes you're going to reveal so then she gets scared so let me read that it says for if you remain silent this is mordecai telling her completely silent at this time relief and deliverance will arise for the jews from another place but you and your father's house will perish yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this who knows that god has orchestrated this marriage with a vision for a purpose and so what does she do she tells mordecai okay go and tell all our people to fast and pray i'm going to go before the king uninvited and so then she goes imagine she's breaking the law but how is she breaking the law she's listening to her father's voice and now just based on the word she does something she breaks protocol what the world has never done but she is doing everyone is telling her this is not god no this is the father because it says so standing simply on the base of the word and the word holds her when she goes uninvited before the king the king removes his scepter and says because the king is allowed to do that okay what do you want and then she calls him for a dinner and she calls him for a banquet and she you know it it says that she does that for two two occasions she just calls him and then finally she says that you know what i am a jew your wife is a jew the queen and this haman he had made gallows to hang mordecai he's saying this haman wants to kill my people and so what it says is that god made haman get hung on the same gallows that he had made for mordecai okay he got hung and so uh, god um, you know grants relief to the jews he cancels this whole decree that has come that haman has made and the jewish people are free all because esther didn't forget who she is if she was in a marriage at the time when she had to speak up she did not what did submission look like just listen to my husband let all the jews get killed what does submission look like when it says the bible says husband submit to your wife wife submit to your husband you submit to the truth in each other and so she stood up for the truth when it could mean like oh he's going to cut my head no i'm going to listen to what my father says i'm going ahead and she actually finds submission in the husband for her every time you stand up for the truth you think the guy will go away no you think the girl will go away you get them latched on to truth truth will always win truth might take time but truth will win okay now i'm going to draw if we have the time 10 minutes okay i'm going to take something else we'll continue next sunday 
So let me look at, <coughs> we're going to talk about, uh, okay, can I have the board up? How many are enjoying? You're listening? Okay. The wisdom of God, if you listen to the truth, truth will always lead to life. Sometimes truth looks like a storm, but will lead to peaceful waters. Okay. Uh, I'll just take a black pen. Uh, this doesn't come up on TV. Uh, it's on the, it's here, here, here. Sorry. Okay. So there are two worlds. Can everyone see this? Two worlds. Everyone read this? Okay. This is, remember last time I told you orphan when you didn't know Christ? Now you've come to a life which is fathered. In all the three instances that I read, everything was fathered for them. And all they had to do was be led by it. She quietly listened to Mordecai. She listened to Haggai. She came to, she got the husband. But even in the marriage then, if she wanted life in the marriage, the husband had so much more honor for her when she stood up for what she believed it. As opposed to before, it could have been just a dead marriage, but now everything is alive. Okay? She had to speak up for who she is. Now see this. There is death, tree of knowledge of good and evil, and there is life. Okay? So now we're going to talk about a few things. Okay? I call this flesh. The Bible talks about being in the flesh and doing something by spirit. Okay? By faith. What is flesh? What is flesh? Flesh is anything that is independent of God. That means you go by what you see. Let's reason this out. Let's live in together. We'll have a live in relationship. We'll see how it goes. And then if I feel it's okay, I will get married to you. All of this comes from the flesh. That means in my own understanding, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to decide whether it's going to be a good marriage, bad marriage. Okay. All of flesh, what does God say? will lead to death. Tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay. I have so many things sometimes when um, uh, people tell me, you know, um, about, okay, let's, let's just write down. Okay. So I'm going to cover about like what is under the flesh. Live in relationship. Okay. Sex before marriage. Okay. If you're already, uh, we'll talk about this. In Christ, he makes your virgin again. Just repent. Meaning renew your mind. Lies. Okay. On the other side, I'm going to take oneness, blood relationship. You're in a blood covenant with your husband. It's based on the word. Let's define love. Okay. In his kingdom. In the world, there is lust. And lust is impulsive. Wants things now. Let's do it now. Do it now. Sleep with me. Everything because this is emotional and it's going to lead to life. That's what the world tells you. Lust is impulsive. Wants everything now. Love is patient. Love waits. Love is patient. And if you are patient, it will lead to life. Quick fix. Jaldi. Abhi. Now. You don't want, I don't like you, go. Yeah, it'll, it'll, they'll get married. They might, they got married 23 age, right time they had a baby. After five years, one of them is in adultery or it's a dead marriage. 
Do you want a dead work? You rather have 10 years of glorious marriage than 30 years of a dead marriage. Okay, what do you want? In this, there are patterns and cycles of the world. And we are not from the patterns and cycles of the world. What are the patterns and cycles of the world? Atra varash ki hogi, shadi kardo. At 23, get the children. Just patterns and cycles of the world. And people are just going and as sons, sanctify yourself. That just the definition of the world's time doesn't mean your time. We are set apart, you're in your your entire life is fathered. And even as you're just moving forward and just your pursue your sonship. That means who you are. All things you'll realize are in your path. All things will get added to you. So he's all about waking you up to who you are. Okay? So I'm going to read about this, okay? Live in relationships. This is like the new thing, right? Like everyone lives in, you have live in relationships. People lived in relationships. I've seen people who've had sex before marriage. Oh, what is it about just sex before marriage? Do you know when a virgin sleeps with a man, there is first time she sheds blood. Why does she shed blood? Because it was symbolic of covenant. In fact, in the old, God just saw when Adam saw Eve, this is bone of my bone. And then it says they became one. Becoming ones, that means sleeping with that person meant marriage. In God's eyes. Right now, everything is perverted. After the fall, the devil has painted a different picture of marriage. And so it means just try out. Let's just get into dating and just check it out. It doesn't work like that. God's ways are very different. He knew you before the foundations of the world. God is not random about you. It's not kiss many frogs and let's see which one works. Okay? No, he's very... He calls you by name. And he knows everything about you. The very hairs of your head are all numbered. How valued are you? And so the first thing you do as a son is what is waking up in righteousness? Also knowing that the father thought you was so important that he sent his most expensive property. <laughs> his most expensive valued possession. He sent Christ to die for you. And do you value yourself enough? How valued are you? You know when you have rubies and diamonds? If you have ruby or sapphire is more expensive than the diamond, right? Do you keep it out on the table? Or do you lock it inside and keep it? Why will you lock it and keep it? Because it's sanctified. It's not for everyone's use. Everyone check me, try me. No, it's valued. And so as in Christ, it says that you become a priest. Do you know what a priest used to do in the old time? Suppose I take this phone and I say this is... One lakh. Whatever value I set on it, so shall it be. What is the value that you have set on yourself? And the value that you set on yourself, others are going to see you with that same value. Because you are sanctifying yourself. You are calling yourself, yeah, this is cool. So the world defines cool as like live-in relationships. Yeah, let's have sex before marriage. I'm telling you all the, I, I know this. And first thing I ask when people meet me after a few years, if they've got married and they're having some trouble or the guy cheated or there is just like, you know, there's no life in the relationship. I asked them, I said, did you have sexual relationships before you got married? And 99% of the time they tell me yes. It will see, you will see it, the death workout later on. Now, if y'all are in this place, know that in Christ you've been redeemed. Everything has gone, you've become a son again, God calls you a virgin. So you get, that's why we say we're not our flesh, but we are spirit we get our identity from the spirit separate yourself 
last is fast once it now love waits if you wait you will have oneness they will just have sex and then they'll get married and there's just no life and then you wonder why the separation because you did not do it god's way you wait okay now see this let's talk about lies okay everything about a, your life is based on the word in in sonship the minute you get born again you like somebody you want to get to know know them even if that person doesn't know the lord it's it's fine but talk about jesus my base point for everything is i bring the father in i bring christ in first and then because it says that no one can come to me unless the father draws him god is not going to give you someone who doesn't like christ <laughs> the first point will be they will be drawn to the life in you so get attached not to the flesh but get them hooked on to the life and so you talk about the father and then let them have their own independent relationship with the father where they're receiving everything from him give them that grace and watch yeah just get them let them have their own security directly one on one relationship because when you two then come together you're not looking you complete me you complete me both barrenness kuch nahi hoga you will actually build each other up and cover each other up okay because that's what the holy spirit is doing in you also as the helper you will edify and build each other up so love waits okay for us when you get come into the kingdom your marriage is by blood relationship i always tell you you're a son of his blood you become one jesus calls you not two husband and wife although you might look two but he calls you as one that's why it says sometimes and we'll read later on in marriage it says when the husband is unbelieving but he still wants to stay with the wife or the wife is unbelieving but she still wants to stay with the husband they are like don't get separated because she sanctifies the other person why how can she sanctify how can he sanctify is because you are one by blood so when you are making your vows know that it's not just to check and see where it goes that's here what the world does when you have made your vows it is unto him it's blood covenant just the way the father sees you just because you're messed up one day he doesn't decide like no she's not my child anymore it's by blood forever mine that's what marriage is by blood covenant okay i've seen people a lie that you can believe that i'm not attracted to each other or someone doesn't love me and i've seen people and i've shared this in bible study i've seen people who think god doesn't love them no matter what i met them 5 years later they had experiences they still choose to believe god doesn't love them it's because it's based on a lie and you have to deal with the lie first you believe the truth first then you will see the life we had a lovely testimony of mandy that shared uh, in the usa and certain things were happening and it looked like she's not fathered but in the midst of all the problems that came she said no i am fathered i am loved and do you know that she believed the word first and then came the life and then suddenly a week or two later everything looked like she is fathered she got this preferential treatment someone came and helped her out and the whole situation changed you first believe the truth first what are the lies you can believe we've grown out of love with each other oh a lie lie in christ in the kingdom everything grows now you believe the truth first and then you will see it first miracle that jesus did he attended a wedding he turned water into wine that's what's happening in your relationship here 
yeah you can grow out of love here everything in you leads to life but how is it leading to life do not let the marriage the boy that shows up the girl that shows up change who you are i've seen most times and now this i'm just sharing from again observation when someone comes into the kingdom they get saved okay they've just come in suddenly the next week they come their ex boyfriends show up all these boys start messaging or the girls start messaging so they come and say priya god is sending me all these boys i said you have just come home to your father i think for some time it will just be you and him because he is the first boy you met and you've come back home to him he's going to have some one on one time with you you see re- read all the lives when paul had an en- encounter with christ it says he was in arabia for some time on his own by himself i believe that those are distractions that come now i don't want you to make it a rule and a formula and put it in a box but this is just my observation because you've just come in you are getting to know do you think he's going to put somebody else there and like distract you he's going to get your one on one time full so that you grow and get rooted and then you can give a life giving spirit to somebody else bring that person in if you are new and if you're getting to know and date people that's fine but please know your foundation has to be on him another thing that happens busyness comes they got the job they're out no word no word in their life and now they just got busy i meet them 5 years later yeah i got the job i got so busy busyness creeps in and that can creep in in marriages as well i've seen that baby comes everything went listen as sons you are the way if you want to make a way there is a way don't come and tell me the baby came i don't have time the job came the husband the in-laws <laughs> if you want to make a way there's always a way okay i have many testimonies i we have families here we have women who have had children who have families who have husbands but they stand for the word and i see that they are holding it that everything is because you are the life giving spirit in that family you have to stand for who you are okay now look at this it says um what are the patterns and cycles of the world yeah like people are getting married at a certain time you don't need to be married at a certain time your opinions don't matter truth gives life your opinions don't matter you can have an opinion that i think live in relationship is better okay I- i'll tell you 5 years down the line you might come to me and tell me how there's e- either he cheated you cheated or he did or there's some you know there's no love countless times i've seen this do things god's way it will always lead to life okay the word says i want to read this okay do we have the time or do we take this next week i'm going to take this next week okay i'm just going to end it with this and then we'll we'll go on to uh, the whole dating thing for to be carnally minded is death carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace it just means if you do things god's way he doesn't want you to have a marriage he wants you to have oneness which is very different is because he is involved in all things righteousness holds all things i'm telling you that you see that and i'll end this with you know in abraham's life abraham when he goes to this one town now it says that god called abraham righteous so he fears that there's this king and he'll look at sarah and he will kill him because he'll want sarah to be in his harem so he tells sarah he tells his wife lie to the king and say that you are my sister 
so now abra the king comes takes sarah in his harem and goes imagine what sarah felt my husband just told me to say that i'm his sister and goes and so sarah goes into this king's harem and do you know what who defended sarah who stood up for sarah abraham also wasn't there father stood up for her and it said god showed up in abimelech's dream and said if you touch sarah you're a dead man and he closed up all the wombs of his household abimelech's household because he had taken sarah who made her stay faithful to the husband or the husband stay faithful to her the father does it and so you're not clingy my husband is not looking at me my wife is not looking your rest you realize in all things your relationship bottles down to one not even husband and wife it is father and son and so in her relationship she goes yeah my husband has told me to go but father you i don't want to sleep with him he's another man my husband is somewhere else who showed up the father and so your rest is that your whole life is fathered and your rest is that in all things sons you're just here to get yourself ready you're preparing yourselves girls boys but you're all sons in your identity as sons and your whole life is a finished work just do what is in front of you and he or she will be added to you in your path and even when she is added don't let the addition give you the identity keep moving forward in the vision that god has called you and all things will be in order you won't just have a marriage you'll have a glorious marriage you'll have oneness and that's what you want so papa mummy want you to get married at right time it's okay to be a son and have your own decision there okay i'm going to continue this on all of these things principles from the word we're going to take okay just one thing i'd like to add it love takes time love is patient but it will lead to life lust is very fast you'll get it fast it'll lead to death which one do you want okay love is patient okay so let's uh, stand up we'll take the sermon next week we'll continue on uh, so much to share in that how many of you are getting life out of that yeah you are a life giving spirit okay so let's just pray raise your hands to say father i thank you i'm a son in your kingdom Jesus you are my high priest and right now i give you a tithe a thanksgiving of all the increase that you brought to my soul amen and just worship him just thank him just pray in tongues for a few minutes o rahadariya rarapa shikrahadaranama sturiya rarapa hashi brahadaranama just say jesus your resurrection life in me is giving life to this mortal body yeah my words are spirit and they are life yeah all that you have given me comes to me and of all you have given me i lose nothing yeah amen